The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we're going to be focusing on law and order, the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. And visiting with us this morning, Patrol Sergeant Michael Rogers and Detention Sergeant Philip Davis. Good morning to both of you. Morning, morning. sir. How are you? Doing great. Good to have you with us. And uh, this is a a big day. We're going to be talking about some opportunities. People are probably listening, thinking, I wish I could get a job at the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office, this could sure. be your lucky day. I mean, <laughs> uh, seriously, this it's exciting. Uh, there, there's something different every day. The job is never boring, I would not imagine. Well, I'm, I, I'm not sure why we're here. You pitch it very well. <laughs> <laughs> well but yeah, you but know, you're absolutely right. Everybody absolutely wants, right. wants a job that you don't get bored at. Sure, and that was one of the main callings for me. It's, it's just something different every day. It's not you know sitting in office doing typical things you never know what to expect on a you know a day-to-day basis that's one of the biggest callings for me was was that exactly one thing that is in the news a lot these days and we need to let people know that and we knock on wood that this continues to be true uh we don't seem to have the negatives here that other people are finding uh in law enforcement i mean uh your officers don't uh, they're not being shot at all the time <laughs> things like that's no fun <laughs> sure. i wouldn't imagine anyway. sure well i guess you get it a little bit everywhere um, but we, i feel like we're very blessed you know to live in a community where uh, we're supported um, and most people i talk to are you know very supportive of law enforcement and um, from all aspects you know from the city or or the sheriff's office or it does happen. You know, we do get people that don't appreciate our services, but, you know, I, th- I think that's just part of it. Now, we're talking about all aspects of the Rutherford County sure. Sheriff's Office. You're here representing the patrol division, which is basically everybody that you see out on the streets sure. in the police cars. Uh, and then uh, visiting with us uh, to tell about the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center is Detention Sergeant Philip Davis. That's that's a whole different uh, situation, isn't it? It is. When someone gets arrested, um, no matter where at in Rutherford County, they bring them all to us. So uh, even if the cities arrest someone, they all bring them to the sheriff's department. So so there's no jails other than yours. Correct. Has it always been that way? Yes, as far as I know. Okay. So uh, you get everybody, uh, but. The good thing about when they come to your place, you don't have to worry about them uh, having weapons and things like that, I don't don't imagine. Well, we do, but we, we search <laughs> them and we try to our best to make sure that we find any weapons or drugs or anything before uh, it comes into the facility. Safety is the foremost uh, factor there. in the. It in is the on both sides, uh, patrol and detention side. Now... It's different from what you see in the movies. Uh, you don't have usually contact. The public doesn't have contact with the criminals when they come in. Uh, everything is pretty high tech these days. 
It is. Sometimes what you see on TV is uh, they take the worst scenarios and put them all together and make this big drama scene. And um, Some things happen in jail, but it's not like that all the time. Now, one thing you see in the movies, and, and give us your opinion on this. Uh, you see people going to the library at the jail studying, and then after they complete whatever their sentence is, uh, they come out with enough knowledge to go and pass the bar exam and, and become a lawyer. <laughs> have you ever seen that happen? Not at our jail, but we do have books and uh, programs for the inmates. We try to help them where it makes it where they're less likely to come back and reoffend. So um, that's our main objective. Um, but we we help them any kind of way we can. So do you have things like GED programs? We do. We have GED and we have uh, NA and AA uh, classes for them. Um, there's some state mandated classes that we also have for them for programs. We also have um, different um, skills that we try to teach them. Uh, we have inmates that have jobs that change oil. They do landscaping, mowing, plumbing, electrical, build different uh, structures there at the uh, jail. So, do these folks? I, I'm, I'm, I doubt they ever become your close friends, but do they ever come back and say? You know, that's, I appreciate you arresting me. That was the turning point in my life. Well, I don't arrest them. But, I mean, but... But I have seen, I've had a ex-inmate walk up to me at Walmart and tell me that the conversation that I had with them changed their life. So that makes us feel good that we're making a difference as well. Oh, absolutely. And what you were describing, I have had that happen with me several times. And, you know, the process... For me, when I arrest them and then I take them into detention, you know, I don't see them again necessarily um, unless we go to court. And, and I have had conversations in the courtroom where someone said, you know, um, you know, that was absolutely a turning point in my life. And I appreciate how you handled that. And, um, you know, and, and it wasn't really it's really it's them. You know, they're the ones that kind of worked through what they had going on and, and came out the other side. And it really has nothing to do with me. Um, but in the and davis and i will will both tell you it's all about how you treat people and if you treat people with respect and get them the tools they need um you know they're they're far more successful in the future what is the biggest problem we have right now what's what's creating the issues that are bringing on the arrest the uh, people being incarcerated things of that sort i would say everything's expensive <laughs> Sure. And so they're trying to take it for free or what? Uh, sometimes. And then we also have, uh, uh, I think we have a drug problem uh, throughout the United States. So I think that sometimes has an issue with it itself. You know, I, I never, my mind does strange things. Uh, while you were saying that, I'm, I was wondering what happened to the drug scene during this pandemic? I mean, the pandemic has impacted everything i guess it's made drugs harder to get uh, you mentioned things are more expensive uh, everything the, the cost has gone up on everything I, I imagine it's drugs too is that what's happened in that area I, I, i'm not sure um, it, you know as far as the cost um, i would say people are still getting drugs if they're addicted to drugs you know i, I think at the beginning of the day I personally feel like all people are, are inherently good people. Um, and, and, you know, I, I like to get away from, you know, the stigma of good people in society, bad people in society. We arrest bad people. You know, that that's not true. 
Um, I think all people are inherently good, but things happen in life that force you to make decisions. You know, and, and you and I've spoken about it before the drug problem. A lot of the drug problem comes from legitimate things that have happened to people that got them hooked on certain types of painkillers that, you know, now are not available to them in a legitimate way. So they're seeking them in alternative ways. Um, so you have to keep that in mind. And then when you talk about the drug scene during the pandemic, I think people are probably still getting, you know, their, their fix if they fell. You have to understand addiction is not something that can really be driven by money. Okay. Uh, you know, things are more expensive now, but if you feel like you're addicted and what the drugs do to people, that level of addiction is not something you can just avoid because it's too expensive. And, and like Davis was saying, if they have to steal for it, you know, that's what it's going to be. Um, so I think people are probably still very actively using drugs. I don't think that's ever going to change. The drug itself might change, but the way we're wired as people and the way that we get become addicted to things, we're always going to, I personally feel like that's always going to be part of human nature. We have a question here sure. came in on text and the person says, uh, my uncle has been unemployed for most of the pandemic. I'm worried that he might be taking up some illegal ways. I'm worried for him. I'm worried for his family. What can I do? And I don't want to get him in trouble. So she's, he or she, I'm not, uh, the, the question is, uh, <laughs> what can they do? They're, they're worried that they might be getting, doing some things that are, I, they don't say it, but I'm guessing not legal. Yeah. That that's kind of a difficult question. Um, you know, but they don't want to get them in yeah, trouble. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Philip and I both, I mean, we're in law enforcement, you know, so what we do is, you know, we enforce laws and it's some of people like um, to call us for advice. And a lot of times it's, it's difficult for us to give advice because we're so well trained in enforcing laws. Um, but what they're wanting to do is for us not to enforce laws. So uh, what I would recommend is there are some resources and, and just get online, you know, and look up. You know, maybe Google Murfreesboro, um, you know, what, what type of resources might that person need, whether it's, you know, there are people that help with drug abuse problems. Um, I, I don't know of any resources that would necessarily help with someone that might have. And they didn't say know, what a, the problem, a, they right, may not exactly. have skills. It, it may not be drugs. It could be theft. It could be, you know, um, I'm not sure, hmm. but I'm sure we could find Murfreesboro Rutherford County is really good about resources for people really good about outreach it, it's just a matter of finding the right person to talk to i feel like a lot of times and and where is that source again that i wasn't referring to anything in particular I, i've got a sheet in in my car i apologize i didn't bring it but it's got a bunch of phone numbers that people can refer back to um you know for various reasons right and it that one that particular question i'm not sure where to guide that because i'm not sure <laughs> exactly yeah, what the it's problem sort of is. different yeah. it's now let me ask you there was a a phone number at one time like 911 is sure. if you have a problem and an emergency there was another number two something it seems like three three numbers does that I, it's not ringing a bell for me okay. uh, I know, the, the only thing that's coming there. to mind is before you dig you're supposed to call right. for, and i know that's not what you mean so. i tell you what we'll we'll be checking on but, that but as far as is is what they they said something about being unemployed and in, and that's kind of the reason we're here today we we've got tons of openings um, in the jail, and I think Sergeant Davis can tell you a little bit about where we stand right now and what we're looking for. 
Okay. Or what kind of person are you looking for? I'm looking for somebody that wants to make a career instead of have a job. Um, I think everybody looks for a job, but I think we need people that's looking for a career that wants uh, that has this calling, so to speak, for to want to help people. Because that's that's one reason a lot of people get into law enforcement. Um, we also have great leadership there. We have a family atmosphere, and we're looking for people to want to be part of a team, part of our team. So what kind of training? I get there is training, right? There is training, um, at least six weeks of on-the-job training with a field training officer in detention. Um, I think patrols even longer. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, our starting pay right now is $35,000 a year. Um, we have good benefits. Uh, when we're talking about the $35,000 a year, our sheriff has asked the county commission for a pay raise, so hopefully that, that'll help us uh, down the road. And our requirements right now are to be 18 years old with a high school diploma or GED. Um, of course, we need you to have a clean background. And we have good benefits and good training opportunities. So if somebody, what do they make an appointment and come out or do they just? I, I, we actually have a number that they can call and it'll come straight to either me or a recruiting team of four other officers. And that number is 615-904-3161. And we also have a recruiting email of recruiting at rcsotn.org. What was that number once again? 615-904-3161. Okay, so that's for jobs at the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. We're talking about that this morning. We're going to pause and check on the traffic and weather. We will return, so don't you dare go away. And if you have a question dealing with some of these jobs, maybe you uh, would like to jump in and have a career. This is an opportunity. Give us a call. 615-893-1450. We will be right back. Don't throw away old flags. WGNS retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here too. We're more than talk. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Whether your friends have scales or feathers, we have the things for them here at Animal City. I think one of the best things at Animal City is our staff. We have a team of dedicated pet lovers and knowledgeable professionals to help you with your pet's needs. When you come see us, don't forget to check out our basement level. We have two full stories of pets and pet supplies. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online 
anytime at getsthealthcare.com. We're loud. We're proud. We're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Welcome back. Here it is, Wednesday, the 15th of June. Summer's just around the corner. Next day or so. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, it feels right now. Probably. <laughs> what? He hadn't been outside, obviously. Oh, it's it's definitely yeah. It's definitely here. <laughs> well, we're looking at the uh, at the calendar, and you can't always depend sure. on calendars. <laughs> sure. Not not in Tennessee, anyway. Once again, uh, if you were just tuning in late, and you're looking for a job, the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office has job openings. And the phone number to call for a job opening, uh, for information about that, 615-904-3161. Are there real people there to talk when the phone rings if somebody called that number? It actually goes to my desk. Um, and you're here. And I'm here. So <laughs> um, if you leave a message, I definitely will get back to you. So give him a little bit after he gets off right. here to get back to the sheriff's <laughs> office. Uh, our phone number here is 615-893-1450. You can talk or text. Either one, talk or text. Uh, visiting with us this morning from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office, Patrol Sergeant Michael Rogers and Detention Sergeant Philip Davis. Uh, we were asking, uh, the email we had, our text we got a little while ago, was asking for some numbers or how do you find out what is available we found the number 211, and that's for individuals in need of help in times of crisis and beyond. Uh, and it's right here in Middle Tennessee. So sure. those are folks who can help you. And I wanted to throw one more in there, if you don't mind. Um, we do have a, a team at the Sheriff's Office that specifically uh, focuses on uh, opiate prevention, and, and their team is called STOP. So it's Strategies and Tactics for Opiate Prevention. These guys are specifically trained um, and their goal is to help people with um, opiate addiction and opiate crisis so uh, their contact information uh, the the generic line for the sheriff's office is 615-898-7770 and if you speak with them they'll direct you to those people or they have an email address which is stop the word stop at rcsotn.org and that'll get you in touch with those folks there was a news story on on this station last week i guess it was about folded dollar bills being found on floors of businesses kids would pick it up and they had a type of drug in it and i don't recall but it could kill you just contact with it a small amount is uh fatal is, is, well, there, is that for real i mean is there so something like that out there are there drugs that can do that to you yes just um, touching them. yeah so some of the the fentanyl uh, so that's what it was it's narcotics okay it's narcotic based and it is based on opium at, at the source of a synthetic opium um and what they're talking about is a transdermal uh, and what that means trans the word transdermal means through the skin so there are drugs yes that can penetrate your skin and cause you to overdose basically so when you hear on the news about someone overdosing from uh the, you know from narcotics or opiates that's what they're talking about and and you've probably heard of narcan which is what we are giving people to bring them back from that overdose so in theory yes that could happen um do i think that people are 
setting dollar bills around for the in purposes of just overdosing random people? No, I don't think that's the case. It, I'm not saying that it didn't happen. Uh, I've never heard of it happening. It, it certainly could. Um, but yes, in, in theory, that could happen. This was something that was sent out by the Tennessee Sheriff's Association. Okay. And it could be. Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I just was, I hope we don't have anything like that here. Well, we have been, so, and just to kind of tell you about the evolution of um, law enforcement and, and dealing with drugs, you know, when, when I started many years ago, um, we, if we encountered drugs on the side of the road, would be very interested in determining what that drug was, you know, to include doing um, field tests and, and, you know, we had chemicals and we could put things on drugs and it would tell us kind of the composition to the extent now where if we find something we just don't mess with it because um you know if you if you even inhale the wrong thing or like you said you get it on your skin you know it can cause you to overdose and you could die from it so we, on the street we don't even we try not to mess with it you know we wrap it up and we send it to the lab and we let them tell us what it is has it always been that way and we didn't know it or do you think that the drugs are just getting more dangerous now? well w now we're talking about when you talk about drugs, that's a, that's, that's a big, broad category. So what we're talking about specifically with this dollar and the progression is, is narcotics. And if you go back and you look at where that very first started with the opium plant and then morphine, you know, in, in the early, um, you know, the world wars, they were using morphine for pain. And then when you go along, you start getting to like your Oxycontin and your pills, okay? And it is for pain management. But what happens is progressively over time, people become... Um, you know, they build a tolerance to it, right? So the pharmaceutical companies, they create stronger and stronger drugs with the, with the purpose of treating those people who have pain issues, but it either gets mismanaged or people use it inappropriately and they build, chronic users build a tolerance and so they have to have stronger and stronger drugs. And so the illicit drug companies, if you will, also, it, it's, it's supply and demand, uh, you know, the illicit drug manufacturers are going to make things that meet those demands also. So for a user that frequently uses drugs, they need something very strong. But for someone that has never used those, if they encounter that same drug, it will overdose them because their body is not equally as tolerant as a user, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, sure. And so what happens is the overdoses that we're encountering, I don't think that people are intending to overdose, but they're either getting something you know, these are not FDA managed products, right? So they don't know necessarily what they're getting until it's too late or they're using too much, if that makes sense. Yeah, so so does. your question was, has it always been this way? Sure, I think so. But with technology and pharmaceuticals and, and you know, this being 2022, we as a people, as a society are, are very much more well-equipped to give you things that are mo way more powerful than maybe in the 60s, you know, w when it was, Marijuana, you know what I mean? Does total, that make sense? Total different direction. Sure. Uh, and, and I think this is interesting for the public to hear this, especially tied into this topic about jobs being available at the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office, because I think in hearing what you do, which is basically what you just told us, sure. uh, th there's excitement, there's interest. There's, uh, and again, an example of, hey, it's not the same thing every day. Sure. Uh, and, and let's look at that from inside the jail, too. I bet it's not the same every day there either. Well, uh, we have, we have uh, jobs that we have to 
do every day to make sure the inmates are safe, make sure they get their medical treatment, their medication, get fed, stuff like that. But um, you never know what you're going to encounter every day. So uh, knowing the unknown of going into work is kind of keeps it exciting. I went through your Citizens Police Academy a long time ago <laughs> to let you know how long ago it was. Uh, one of the classes uh, we were using the new jail, the high rise, as a place to uh, do police games in. Oh. So it wasn't finished yet. <laughs> Around 1998 so, probably. Yeah, it was way back there. <laughs> and we visited the jail and uh, one of the guards was saying the thing that uh, he I, I guess enjoyed most was you don't have weapons on you there. The uh, officers don't have weapons. You just use your body. Well, we have a self-defense spray, but we can't carry any guns or knives or anything like that in the jail because that's the last thing we wanted was the inmates to get a hold of one of those. And he mentioned that most of the bones in his body had been broken. <laughs> that must have been a long time ago. <laughs> oh, because that doesn't <laughs> happen now? Well, we try not to fight inmates if all uh, if we can. We try to talk to them and talk them down. We, wanna, we want our use of forces to be at the last resort. We don't want that That's to be the first. That's interesting. So in that uh, 20-something years, the span, uh, things have changed dramatically. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I went and watched, you know, the class goes and watches, uh, I guess they still do, uh, what's happening in the jail. And we were up in an observation room, I guess, with a glass window. And people, the pr prisoners were going through books, looking at, at the library. And I was thinking positively, like waiting to see them studying. They were tearing the books up. Oh. <laughs> so... Well, some of my training, um, I'm also the training coordinator of the jail too. So, so one of my biggest tools of training is uh, communication. I think how you communicate with people is uh, being able to de-escalate situations. So that keeps us out of those use of forces. Okay, so things are, in 20 years, things have changed a lot then. Oh, I wasn't here 20 years ago, <laughs> right. but. <laughs> <clears throat> I was. <laughs> so uh, they, we need to ask Truman. He has some earlier memories. He comes up with tales of what happened on the old jail sure. on, on West Main. Uh, oh, I, I'm sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> so things have really changed since then. Well, it, I, I don't think either one of us could, could speak to, you know, what that is, but I, I know that... Um, we for sure use of force type stuff uh, you know physical corrective type things like that i mean that's a last resort um none of us want to do that we don't you know en enjoy any of that kind so it, anything we can do to de-escalate de a situation we do um the least use of as mo as much persuasion as we can use that's what we that's what we use do you think people are more open to being talked down uh, out of a, a rough situation than they used to be? Or is the technique in, just better? In my experience, a lot of times they just want somebody to listen to them. Really? Um, to be heard sometimes. So that's in my experience. So it's just like a parent and a child. The child likes for you to step in. Some They won't tell you that. But they want somebody to tell them what to do. Uh, some people like structure. I would, I would put it that way. Now, speaking of structure, and I would think that that is 
what happened. That is being a prisoner. Uh, that, that structure. Mm -hmm. uh, do they accept that structure pretty well? They do. do. They? they do. Okay. They do. Um, they like to know when everything's going to happen. When am I going to get to watch TV? When am I going to get to take a shower? They so like it's to that have far that. down. I mean, structured mm -hmm. is that finite. Uh, uh, they they get a lot of recreation time to get a lot of things done, but they like to know when it, when am I going to get my rec time? It's, when am I going to have my last phone call? So they, it's more of a time schedule. Now, back when the jail, the high-rise jail, when it was built, there was talk about building it even taller. In fact, I think they made the structure strong enough to add another floor or two. Do you need that much jail still? Are, are we still at times running out of space? I think that COVID helped us a little bit, but I think the future of Rutherford County growing, it's just gonna get bigger. And of course, that's what created the, the first jail over there, uh, which is, one or two stories tall, not real tall. Right, and, and what you're talking about, the existing, is now the women's side, I believe, and, and the new building is holds the men. Is that right? That is. Yeah. Now, you have the, uh, what was it, Dolly Port or some kind of port? Sally Port. Sally. I knew it was somebody's <laughs> name. <laughs> yep. Dolly, Sally. Yep. Uh, tell us what that is, because I think people would be interested in some of these things. Um, the Sally Port's where the patrol officers, when you get arrested, they would bring you in there and close the door so it's a secured area. And then that's where you come into the booking room, and that's the, play, that's the entrance uh, for the prisoners to be brought in, for okay. the inmates. Now, uh, Michael, because people are looking at a job sure. with the sheriff's office, sure. the patrol cars are different from what they used to be, aren't they? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You talk about high tech. Well, it, it is. Um, you know, when I started, I think my very first vehicle was a, you know, a, I think it was a 99 Crown Vic or, or something like that. And if you go back a little ways, um, that's all it was. It was just Crown Victorias. That's all we drove. And, and a lot of the guys will tell you the people that had experience driving those Crown Vicks wish we had them back. Um, and, and the reason for that is because it was a mechanical vehicle. In, in other words, there were no computers in there to, to mess you up. Um, a lot of the vehicles we have now, whether it's the, you know, the Chargers or the, the Durangos or Explorers, you know, those vehicles are built by those manufacturers. Um, they're not built per se to be police vehicles and they're not necessarily designed to drive them the way that we need to drive them you know and, and for simple example if i'm going down whatever highway and, and you're speeding past me the other direction i need to pull into a driveway and then back up and then catch up with you um, but you have to also understand that if i'm doing that that means that person is speeding which means i need to do that in a very fast you know expedient kind of way uh, the newer vehicles, the transmission, the computerized transmission does not like that. So if you, you know, if I whip into a driveway and throw it in reverse and then throw it into drive, sometimes the car will just turn off. Like it, it, really? do, it doesn't like that you did that, you know, because it, they're just not designed that way. Whereas the old Crown Victoria, you know, the Crown, the, the VIX, you could just, you just rock the transmission and it'll go. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The new cars, the computer has to think, well, you know, why is why am I going into drive so suddenly? Or, you know, and another example is um, sometimes, you know, we are in the situation where we are going to jump out of the car before it's necessarily in park, or I'm gonna open the door before it's in park because I'm getting ready to jump out and run. 
Um, and, and some of these new cars do not like that at all. They think, oh no, the door's open and it will slam itself into park, you know? And so <laughs> it, they're just not, so, so when you say the vehicles are different, they're just built differently. You know, it's not a purpose built. Now that they do upgrade the suspension and the alternator and, you know, things like that, but um, the cars are not built the same. And then on top of that, they add so much things into the computers. Now I, I was, you know, when I started, they, it, it used to be that you would call 911, that person would get on the radio and say, hey, I need you to go do this or that. And I would pick up the radio and 10-4, I'm in route, you know. Um, nowadays, it's all done on a computer and, and the dispatchers will put it over and the computer will say, you've been assigned a new incident. And you look over and you just, you know, click on it and you go, you don't even really have to talk to anybody. This is text that's sending it to you? Yeah, uh, literally the laptop that is in my passenger seat, it just comes up and it says everything that they've typed in there and I can just read it for myself. But it was it was funny, uh, several months ago, the whole system went down and we've got officers that are on the street now that have only ever known the computer, you know? And so they were like, well, what, what do I do now? You know? <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, it's uh, yes, it, it's come a long way. Um, and, and a lot of credit to Sheriff Fitzhugh for bringing us a lot of those computers. When I started here, uh, we didn't have any of that. Um, and the, the technology and the equipment we have has come a long way and it, it's made, our, made us a lot more effective. We're gonna pause for just a moment. We'll be back and we'll continue the conversation. This is why I think you'd really enjoy a job with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office, whether it's on patrol or whether it's in the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center something different. You can hear it every day. It's not a boring job. Money issues? There's someone local you can talk to. Financial Coaching Radio with certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. Hello, this is Greg Tidwell from Bell Jewelers. We're in the love business. People that come in here are happy, celebrating special occasions and we're very secretive. We don't talk about what people purchase. You need to announce that yourself, but we're ready to celebrate when you are. Come by and see us at Bell Jewelers at 821 Northwest Broad Street. We're across the street from Toots. We're open 10 to 6 during the week, 10 to 5 on Saturday, and closed most Sundays. Another service that I offer to make a funeral book. This is Jenny at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. And when I do that, I go to the funeral home and I'll take photos. And I'll add photos with some other items and verses and personalize for them. It's something they can treasure. And when I feel that connection with them, I feel I can do my best service to them. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy, just a couple blocks off the square. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at GetSTHealthCare.com. A heat advisory is in effect for the forecast area. Mostly sunny skies today, high in the upper 90s. Tonight, mostly clear, low of 74. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 75. 
WGNS talks about all things local. It's Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Welcome back. We are talking about jobs available right now at the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. Patrol Sergeant Michael Rogers is with us and Detention Sergeant Philip Davis. They are here to uh, let you know more about the positions. And uh, we've been talking about the patrol jobs. Let's let's learn a little more about the detention jobs. And Philip, tell us uh, again. You said the starting pay for all of these is what around thirty-five thousand. Well, our starting pay for detention is around thirty-five thousand. Some of the other departments uh, that we also have openings in, their pay varies uh, more or less. So if you have some background in this, uh, if you have background, say in the military, does that? Is that good background for you? Yes, we can give you up to, uh, the county will give you up to five years experience pay for being in the military. So if you was in the military for five years, you could end up with five years experience. Oh, okay. So that sounds good. Uh, And does that matter how long ago that was? I believe as long as you can prove that you were in the military for that five years. Okay. Uh, Any other areas that give you uh, extra bonuses? Um, just that one, as far as I know, right? Unless you have previous experience at another department, then you could get experience pay there as okay. well. Now, uh, these are openings that are available right now. It's not right now. So, if you're without a job right now and you'd like a good career that you can stay with and build some good uh, benefits, this sounds like the answer. It is. <laughs> and just to kind of to wrap it all together, you know, if you start out, I want to make sure everybody knows when you work for the sheriff's office, you're open to all the different opportunities. So if you start out in, in detention and, you know, you're 18 or 19 and you're wanting to get into that world, um, after a few years, you've got the availability. Now, you have to be 21 to be a police officer. But once you start at the sheriff's office, you've got detention. We've got transport, courthouse, security. We do patrol, which a lot of people uh, don't think or don't completely understand that the sheriff's office does do patrol function, just like Murfreesboro City, just like Laverne, just like Smyrna, but we do it outside of the city limits. So we do have patrol. We do have narcotics detectives, general detectives. Uh, we have mounted patrol. Uh, we, you know, you can do horseback patrol, you know, if that's something you're interested in. Um, all of these things begin you know, if you're a young person and, and you're 18, 19, and you're wanting to get into it, it starts with detention. And I was just telling um, Sergeant Davis the other day, when we had interviews, the last time we hired for patrol, I think we took uh, nine or 10 positions, I forget, but eight of them came from detention. So uh, we really, really like to pr- promote from detention. Um, so if you're wanting to be in law enforcement and you're not quite old enough or you don't quite have enough experience, you know, detention's definitely the way to go. And it gives you the skills that you'll need for when you do come out on the street. So what is the starting age for detention? It's 18 years old. 18, okay. 18. And patrol is? You have to be 21. Uh, well, you have to be 21 by the time that you're on the street by yourself. So you could technically be 20 and a half-ish. Um, the, the patrol training program takes seven months to complete from start to finish. So uh, we have hired a 20-year-old, send them to the academy by the time they graduate. and You know, then they're 21. So it could technically be 20 but really it needs to be 21. So and and that gives them a little extra time to go through the training program but they're not driving a patrol car until they're 21 is that? Uh, Well 
They could be. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it's part of the. I would have to kind of dig into the state law. I, I know we've we've done it once upon a time, but I think that it says uh, something about within X amount of time you have to be, you know, certified and have become twenty one. You know that sort of thing. Um, but yes, if if you were hired, we'd put you in the training program. Um, it, it's rare. I don't want people to get too concerned about the 20 versus 20. If you're 20 and you want to be in law enforcement, I would recommend go ahead and go to detention. Um, you get know, that experience. Yeah, work for those guys for a year, get a lot of experience. And then it's it's just a promotion. You know, you don't have to do all the additional paperwork and background and all those things. You're, you're considered a promotion at that point and not a new hire. Now, you mentioned all offices at the sheriff's uh, office are, are open. I mean, there's opening in all of them. Yes, yeah, so so there are technical. Yes and no. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, when, when you're get, when you're getting into like the detectives in the in the courthouse and all of those things, it, it's a very fluid situation because, like I said, we all work for the same department. So you might have a detective that works in narcotics that wants to go to general detectives, and so they're not going. Typically, they won't hire someone outside to fill that spot as much as they will, you know, lateral moves or promotions or people promoting from patrol. Really, the ways into the sheriff's office are, are two, either through detention or through patrol. Um, and it just kind of depends on your age. And it, it, I really push people to do detention for a while if they can. Um, but it's a great uh, learning experience, and it gives you a lot of tools that you'll need for success. Uh, but we are always also looking for experienced police officers. You know, if you've been around for a couple of years and you'd like to change departments, we'd love to have you. Um, we, I, if you don't want to be around criminals or the public or anything like that you want to help we also have warrants and dispatch uh, those are much needed spots to be filled as well oh sure. i'm sure yeah and a whole a whole array of administrative type uh duties as well there's there's lots of jobs i don't know how many people the sheriff's office employs but it's uh it's a bunch of folks well now with college training uh do you offer any college training because uh, there's courses in in forensic uh, studies and things of that sort here, right here at MTSU. So yes, uh, that would be considered a specialized training and, and we do, uh, we have a training department and they, you know, help deputies get to those kind of programs and the department will pay for you to go to those types of programs on occasion. Um, so yeah, once you were a full-time, you know, either detention officer or patrol deputy, we could, we could definitely send you to classes. And on that note, we want to say thank you to Patrol Sergeant Michael Rogers and Detention Sergeant Philip Davis for joining us and telling us about the job program at the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. The number to call, and you can call it now, 615-904-3161. Thank you both for joining Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Glad you. to be here. Stay with us. Much more to come right here on WGNS. Shouldn't be.